Hi there, welcome back to the business side of fitness. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. Each week on the show, we'll highlight fitness industry experts to learn about their personal journey and unique perspective. Through these conversations, we'll learn all about what it really takes to succeed in fitness. This show is brought to you by Vanessa Severiano LLC, specializing in fitness and wellness business development for impactful brands. The time has come to start the show. Everyone's got a story, and now it's time to hear from this week's guest. As Chief Marketing Officer at Les Mills International, Anna helps drive the global fitness company towards its vision for a fitter planet. As well as championing an active lifestyle, Anna is a proud advocate for developing female leadership and creating action around diversity and inclusion. Prior to joining Les Mills, Anna spent many years in the tourism industry and managed the successful tourism brand 100% Pure New Zealand. Anna's twin passions for brand strategy and data-driven marketing form a potent cocktail that help her to drive consistent commercial growth. Welcome to the show, Anna. Oh, thank you. Gosh, that's a wonderful intro. Thanks very much for having me. I'm so excited to learn from you today, and I'm sure our audience as as well. Can you share with us a little bit about how you got started in the fitness industry? Yeah, for sure. I think firstly, maybe if I just take a quick step back, and I started in the, the tourism industry about 12 or 13 years ago. And what I loved about working in travel is I fundamentally believe if you travel as a young person, you're a better human. And I guess that purpose-driven marketing um, and that purpose-driven approach was just, you know, my sweet spot and I loved it. And then, you know, fitness is really in that same space as well. So almost five years ago when I joined Les Mills and this company has a vision of creating a fitter planet, you know, doubled down with it being a really female-dominated you know, area, I, I was pretty excited to join and, and see what I could achieve with Les Mills. So that was my kickoff five years ago. I'd just come off maternity leave from my second little boy. So I've had a few different roles at Les Mills and now in the CMO position. Congratulations on the birth of your second little boy. I have, I have two sons too. It's I'm in the teen phase right now. So it's getting a little prickly over here, but <laughs> it's definitely. <laughs> nice. So Anna, tell us a little bit, when you were in the tourism industry, were you involved with a lot of female leadership as well? Or was that something that kind of came and, and developed your interest because you were not around a lot of female leaders? Yeah, like it, it's very similar to what I see now. And that's probably what's lit the fire for me this year to steal a quote that, you know, 2020 is the year of 2020 vision. And for me, that vision has got really clear around gender equality and making sure that we have more women around the table. And I probably, under, to be really honest with you, underestimated my actual role in that in terms of as a role model. And I probably, you know, wasn't, didn't jump at the chance to become CMO initially because I didn't think I could. I didn't, I hadn't seen that around me so much. And it, and it took some encouragement and some good, what I call handholding from, from 
from uh, senior leaders and others around me for me to, to take that jump because I hadn't seen it enough in my career and, you know, consistently had worked with male CEOs. So, you know, it, it, it's the same, I think, in lots of industries that, that those leadership positions just don't have that equity across the genders. It's interesting that you say that because I've been in the industry for nearly 20 years and about 90% of the time, I would say, I would be sitting at a table with all men. I've only had, in, in all that time, I've only ever had one female boss. So it's interesting. I mean, I, I didn't see that as a handicap, but when I did look at, you know, balancing motherhood with being a female in, in the fitness industry, it was challenging for me because the role of being a mom and being a, a dad or just, you know, a single person is rather different. So why do you think the fitness industry lacks female leadership? Yeah, again, I, I think it's quite similar to other industries and in that we haven't, you know, consciously developed a pipeline. And there's a lot of unconscious bias out there. You know, there is just this, perce this perception that a male fills a CFO role and a CEO role and a CIO role. And, and that's what people have always seen. And that's what, what people expect. And, you know, it's, it's interesting in fitness because it is, you know, it's a fairly gender equal playing field kind of depends which area of fitness or sport you're talking about. But, you know, participation uh, rates by females is, pretty good in fitness and so we should have better representation uh, at that at that leadership level for me I think part of it though is is the support for those women to step into those roles and that supports not just at work but also at home so you know like you said if you're a, a single parent it's challenging if you don't have a partner at home that is, is willing to share the, ch the household duties and the childcare duties. You know, there's this unconscious bias, there's kind of this perception that that naturally falls on the female to cover that role. And, you know, as, as women, sometimes we just accept that rather than ask the question about how can we make this work so both of us can, you know, have these leadership roles or we can you know, look at that promotion at work and really understand, you know, how you can work together as a team. Those are great points. I mean, I myself, you know, was a single mom for seven years, was in a leadership position and kind of felt like I had to double down and work very, very hard to prove myself. Hey, if I took my kids to, uh, you know, a school play, I was still going to make up that time on the back end side. And that might be, you know, answering emails when the kids were down to sleep, but there was no way that I was going to slack on my, on my business commitments. So I think it's something that a lot of people are struggling with right now. Anna, you have been working in this CMO position for, for some time, and Les Mills is a huge brand. What is the day in the life of a CMO like? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I've actually been in the CMO position for just a year now. So it has been a year. <laughs> I think we can all agree that. And probably a year, I say you know, it's a year I don't want to repeat, but being really honest, there's some things that have happened this year that have been amazing and fascinating in terms of, you know, once in a lifetime, once in a career, 
pandemic that has transformed our business and also made us think really differently and, and do some things that we might have thought were three to five years away versus the now, you know. So my philosophy is as a marketer, you need to know your customer, you need to know digital and know brand. And if you know those, those three things, you, you know, you can be a great marketer and, and really be on top of what is needed to drive growth and retention in the business. So for me, my day is sort of focused around those three things to a certain extent. We have a huge internal team, which I'm really proud of globally across the world. There's about 80 people in marketing at Les Mills. We have internal brand and creative, digital, social media, insights, you know, partnerships, the whole, the whole lot. So working with that team, making sure everyone's staying really connected um, across the world and we're lined up on the initiatives that are going to make impact for our customers is where I'm spending my time. You're a busy woman between the pandemic and giving birth, (laughs) a major leadership role. Wow, you are amazing. How have you had to pivot your marketing strategies in the last seven months? Yeah, hugely, right? I think everyone in fitness has got on, wow, okay, what next? And, you know, alongside a lot of other businesses that have meant huge digital changes. And probably for us, it's been acceleration as well as changes. So, you know, we already had our product, uh, our direct-to-consumer product, Les Mills On Demand, and that has gone through huge growth, not only direct, but now also through our B2B and our club partners. So, you know, we've been able to provide free access to our club partners, to, for their club partners, for their members, and, you know, to really make sure everyone keeps working out and keeps that connection, even if it's, you know, from home. And, you know, live stream was something that wasn't around for Les Mills a few months ago. So that was a product that our program directors, you know, quickly rallied to music and some choreography, and, and we put those out for our instructors, which we've kept evolving over the last few months, again, for them to connect back to those members at home. Because that's the power of group fitness is that connection. And that's what we noticed people were missing straight away was having that, you know, that person that was keeping them accountable for coming into the gym and and enjoying a group workout together and sweating together and having a great time together, which is what made, you know, that experience so powerful and so sticky. So, you know, big product changes, which has meant big marketing changes, but also the our product mix across our business has really changed as well. So our team have been super agile. We've completely changed our ways of working as we all, you know, had to rush home with very little notice months and months ago now. It was about making sure we, you know, could stay connected on the daily with the different platforms and tools that are available to do so. And uh, yeah, keep everyone moving. So huge changes across team, huge changes across our product mix, and also the way we do our marketing through different media channels as well. Can you share a little bit about that? How, how have you changed the different marketing strategies and, and media platforms that you've been using since COVID? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, right back, I guess, earlier in the pandemic, we have business in, in hundreds of clubs in China, so we could kind of see already what was happening there with people, you know, not able to go to the gym, people having to stay at home. And so really quickly, we looked at different channels we could use to engage our customers in that way. So, you know, simple things like webinars, 
but then we took our big in-person events like workshops and we made them into sort of big digital event experiences so and uh, we had a global summit which was thousands of our instructors and customers around the world connecting in to an event here in New Zealand that we broadcast out we were really lucky in New Zealand at the time that we were able to be together in the same room but still sort of you know creating a digital event and making that really engaging for our customers so big changes around events and then the other one is in paid media so earlier in the pandemic you know we had lots of brands turning off media and it was actually really affordable to buy Facebook Instagram media so we sort of double triple down our efforts in that space uh, and really put some accelerated growth into reaching those customers at home and ensuring that they still had a channel and an ability to still work out and you know make sure that their their health their overall health and well-being you know could be managed at home and people jumped on that you know we saw equipment sales go uh, through huge growth as well i think everyone now must have some sort of at home gym set up that they're utilizing so yeah huge uh, growth and, and change in our media channels as well it's interesting to hear that at a time when a lot of businesses were pulling back, you decided to double down. I think it makes a lot of sense because there's so many people struggling with isolation during quarantine and connecting with the familiar is actually reassuring. It gives people a sense of, you know, quote unquote, normalcy. So that makes a lot of sense that you were able to, to make that pivot and that it was successful. Anna, there's so many moving parts in the Les Mills brand. It's a huge global brand and you're in charge of all of the marketing. How do you balance all the responsibilities at work with your personal life? I mean, with a newborn baby, how do you do it all? Yeah, I, I, as I said before, it, it takes a partnership and it probably takes a community, to be honest. And I have a wonderful husband. You know, we're both in full-time work, but we 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 really share everything. So all the school drop-offs, you know, all the, the work around the home, you know, the, the little library books that need to be dropped off, all of those things. You know, we have a true partnership there, which is amazing. But I also have a really flexible employer. And that's what I would encourage all other leaders to look at is, you know, flexibility, 100%. People are working from home, but it goes beyond the, the place where your desk is. You know, it's, it's how you are able to, like you said before, go to the school play, but then catch up on emails later. We're international, so I'm doing phone calls in the morning and at night, and my kids are popping up on those calls, and my colleagues' kids are popping up on those calls now, and I love that. You know, I love seeing that personal side of, of all of us, and it, it's what's, you know, that is what's real. That is what's keeping us uh, sane and insane, probably in equal parts at the moment in terms of, you know, balancing work and home and I and you know to a certain extent the more you can embrace that it's not two different worlds you know it is about juggling it into one world that works for you is really important I find running as a way for me to just just sort of wipe my mind um, and think uh, through things so my CEO Clive he has two young children as well his wife also works full-time so they're in a really similar situation and we chat about this all the time and and if uh, he could see that I'm I'm just a bit wound up on something he'll very directly say have you been for a run and it's a good reminder for me to to get my shoes on and, and get out there and and go for a run and all those you know those other habits that you know 
help you on the day to day. So I have to have my weekend. I have to have family time on the weekend. And if I don't, it's not a great following week for me. So when we were sort of seven day operation, really under the pump at the start of the pandemic, that, you know, that was rare. I found it extremely tough. And I had to, I clawed back my Sunday and then I clawed back my Saturday as well and, and managed to just make that time because it, it makes me more efficient through the week. It's not about not doing the work. It's about making smarter decisions um, and better decisions. And I have to have my weekend with my family to be able to do that. I'm completely on board and I used to apologize. You know, I, I used to feel like I had to constantly be available 24 seven because this is a business that never stops, right? There's always some club somewhere that's open. There's always somebody that needs help. And, and when you make yourself available 24 seven, all that you do is become less effective. And, it, and it's interesting what you mentioned earlier about having your kids show up on the Zoom. I, I've had that before, you know, my son shows up <laughs> in the background of my Zoom. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're leading with humanity, right? And we're all human yeah. and we're not just employees or leaders or entrepreneurs. We're also people and a part of our families, you know, that that's what makes us human. And I think in a lot of leadership positions that I've been in, in the past personally, I'm just talking about my personal experience. That's almost been frowned upon. If you have a family, it's like, yeah. well, then you're less accessible for work. So do you think some of the flexibility that you have at Les Mills is because of female leadership in the company? I think it's not necessarily female leadership, but leadership that gets it. You know, so as I mentioned, Clive has a young family of his own. We're a family run business, you know, the, the 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 Mills family themselves and the wider leadership team, they get it, you know, we all get it. And I think it's hard if you don't, like I have worked for a female boss before who didn't um, have a family and, and children. And when I had really young babies, I could just tell she didn't quite get it. You know, she wasn't, she didn't have that real empathy for the, for the choices and the, and the juggling I was trying to, to manage. So, you know, I, I, I don't, think it necessarily matters if it's uh, male or female leadership that is you know creating these policies or, or it's more about modeling the behaviors that you want to see in the business and I think all of us um, can play a role in that whether it's about asking the question um, of your leaders or whether it's just you know modeling it and and doing it yourself I leave loudly you know all the time I leave loudly when I'm going home to getting the kids from school or I leave loudly when I'm going to a swimming lesson. You know, I want, I want my team and I want people to understand that that's cool. That's okay. And people will pick up the work later if they need to, or they'll make a faster decision tomorrow if they have to, you know, on getting what, what needs to be done, get um, done. Right. We have to be able to pivot and adapt and that's what it's all about. So speaking of families and family life, healthy habits start from a young age. Les Mills has a great program for teens and kids, which I'm personally very interested in since I have a 13 and 14 year old sons that really are the YouTube nation. So I love mm -hmm. that Les Mills gets kids moving. How do you market your born to move program, Anna? Yeah, it's such an amazing program. And Justine Williams, um, who's based in the UK, she is the absolute champion um, of this product and I love her for it. The product as well is, is born from a passion from Jackie and, and Janine. So 
you know, it's, it's sort of ground in our DNA that we want to keep, you know, everyone moving, starting from when, you know, children are young. So my kids themselves have actually been in the filming of Born to Move. It's a real team effort in terms of creating the product. I mean, it's a lot of fun. But we've, the most successful strategies have probably been around our partnerships. So uh, we partnered with UNICEF and there's a program called Kid Power, which uses the Born to Move programming. We, had a part, we have a partnership with Disney and that was usually using the Marvel brand and putting a Born to Move workout around that uh, brand, which was you know, really successful, got us into all the Disney channels through their hotel network, through their TV network. So you know, partnerships has been a really big part of it. And now our sales and marketing approach is really very much through schools. So we would love every curriculum in every country to ensure that health and fitness was a core part of a children's day. So whether that's a five-minute brainy break, whether that's mindful meditation, whether that's, you know, getting out there and enjoying a group workout together, or whether that's, you know, using it as a leadership program for children. So we're actually getting children to teach children now with the Born to Move programming. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a huge, unfortunate problem in our society, childhood obesity. But also, you know, I think over the last year, we can underestimate the mental health and anxiety that has been put on our children. So however we can help that through movement, you know, through meditation and, and other practices that children can adopt in early years, I think it's gotta be a good thing. I really love all of that. I mean, and especially if, if the lack of movement was an issue before the pandemic, imagine now where so many kids are doing Zoom school mm-hmm. or they're just stuck indoors. So you, Les Mills has a relationship or strategic partnership rather with Marvel, with Disney. I saw recently with Pullman Hotels. How important are strategic uh, partnerships with your marketing strategy and, and what kind of role do they play with your marketing strategy? Yeah, partnerships are are really important, I believe, especially in a global business. And partnerships sort of play three roles for us. So one is around brand awareness. And those are, you know, an example of one of those big strategic partnerships is with Reebok. So we have a co-branded Reebok, Reebok Les Mills apparel line, you know, and and having a a huge partner like Reebok is is amazing in terms of the different marketing uh, campaigns we can do. Uh, The other area is around our Les Mills On Demand subscriptions. So partnerships where we can, you know, work together and get more people working out at home through our Les Mills workouts. So whether that's partnering with our platform or whether it's putting our content onto other people's platforms, that's another huge area of partnership for us. And then the third one is, you know, sort of more and just straight commercial revenue partnerships. So that's where we would be, you know, our our full suite of digital products, looking at those like the Pullman Hotel, uh, like Spotify, it's a corporate partner, you know, those different corporate or or sort of vertical opportunities where we're looking at how we can use our digital products to get more people moving and, you know, giving them more opportunities to move in their everyday life. 
I love that you have such a variety of offerings in your portfolio because one of the biggest things in fitness is meeting people where they're at, right? And not everybody wants to be a competitive runner. Some people just want to get moving and they're very, you know, beginner based. So Anna, you're in charge of so many different programs, so much at Les Mills. What initiative have you undertaken since you've been in the CMO role that you're most proud of? Yeah, I... I think it's our, it's how fast we've rallied around our customers over the last few months. You know, that does make me really proud. You, as we walked into this, I was very conscious that I wanted to pop out the other side, look back and have our customers say, wow, Lesno stood beside me through this and Lesno really helped me through this. So that's something that's been in my head um, the entire time. And probably the best initiative that encapsulates that was our United campaign. So Les Mills United kicked off as 30 moves in 30 days on social media. And just every day it got bigger and bigger. And I think more people were just looking forward to that daily connection, right? Like, what am I going to do tomorrow? Well, tomorrow what I can do is just move for a few minutes and, you know, do this particular series of, of, of moves with my community of fellow Les Mills fans um, and new Les Mills fans around the world. And, you know, we could really see this feeling of unity was what people needed. And so we took that idea and then we, we created a product around it for our quarter three release, which we ended up calling the United Release. And we got hundreds of our presenters around the world doing the new workouts and filming themselves on iPhone phones and we filmed our team here on iPhones, you know, you know, one person at a time, socially distanced, you know, all the gear on uh, to make sure we could film this product. And then our editing team put together this amazing release, which was all of those people all around the world at this one moment in time where we couldn't be together, but we, we you know, we were virtually together, moving together in time. And for our club partners around the world, the team created this beautiful campaign called World United. And it kicked off on the 19th of September as a, as a day to celebrate fitness. And it's been running for the last four to six weeks. It's, it's encapsulated the Great British Week of Sport, you know, fitness festival in Dubai. We've had hundreds of clubs in China putting on World United events. Like it's really been something that globally has been um, loved by our customers, both you know the participant and, and the club and the instructor, to give us something to to connect about and to celebrate and to to get us to remind us you know why health and and fitness is so important. So the World United campaign you know has it's you know it's really just only sort of wrapping up, but that last few months of developing that and you know, watching that with the customer over other different channels has been has been wonderful that's so impressive anna honestly i mean i think you know in in times when people are divided here in the us you know with the recent election i mean people are so divided politically and, and racially everything that's been happening here but there is this common thread of you know we all need movement we all need to focus on our health and you were able to really achieve that through this through this campaign, so kudos to you. Anna, what type of role does consumer feedback play in your decision-making? Do you frequently survey your clients, your members, your gym partners? How does that work? 
Yeah, I would say daily, maybe hourly. <laughs> We're looking at uh, customer insights uh, and feedback. And, you know, we're getting that from our different apps and platforms. We're getting that through formal surveys. So, you know, from an instructor perspective, that will be a formal survey each quarter. You know, but daily we're listening um, and engaging on Facebook groups and Facebook channels, you know, to really understand what's going on. So it plays a huge role in our communications and it plays a role in our product development as well so that you know we've had a trainer series running recently on these mills on demand and we've really been listening to the the comments coming back on those workouts you know the participation of those workouts and really trying to understand what that means for future product and different ways to engage with our customers so it's yeah it's everything about what we do uh, the trends you know they move and shift in fitness and things some things come back around so yeah making sure that we're staying on top of that uh, and listening to our customer is hugely important. Anna, thank you so much for taking the time to share your expertise with us and share more about the human side of Anna, the CMO <laughs> of Les Mills. So if somebody's listening to this podcast, they want to connect with you or find out more about Les Mills, how can they do that? For sure. LesMills.com uh, is our website, but to get in touch with me directly, LinkedIn is my channel. So Anna Henwood on LinkedIn. Wonderful. Thanks so much for making the time. I know how busy you are and we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hi everyone. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. I have a huge favor to ask of you. If you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you would please subscribe, review, and share this episode. It would really mean so much to me. I truly love connecting with fitness and wellness experts. So if you'd like to be on the show or are looking for help in your business, definitely drop me a line and connect with me. You can find me at hello at vanessaseveriano.com or my social media handle. Since my last name is not the easiest to spell, I'm going to go ahead and make it really easy for you and link my contact details in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Catch you on the next episode.